and welcome once again to Once When I Was Cool podcast. I am your host, Wee Man, and across from me, as always, is the other host, Dave. Good day. Nice to nice to have your company. It's nice to have you all here, and as always, over in the booth is Simon, who's letting our sultry tones come to you across the airwaves and into your earballs. And he does such a wonderful job as well. He does. So, Dave, once when I was cool, Mm -hmm. we used to play computer games. All right. We used to have computer consoles. Okay. Were they called computer consoles? I don't know. I don't don't know. Computer games, gaming consoles. Yeah, yeah, okay, yep. So I I know today and people go, well, what, what are you talking about them for? Because, you know, we still have them today. But I'm talking about early on in the piece, the... Pongs. Oh, right, the Mac Daddy of them all. I remember the Pong. It was such a such a revelation. I think that was around in the in the late seventies when we first saw that. And Pong, for for those of you who don't remember, it was a black and white game, um, usually to cope with the black and white screens, which was essentially a form of tennis where each player would uh, move their little paddle. brick brick paddle type thing up and down the TV screen, and you'd hit a hit what was supposedly a ball backwards and forwards. Um, with the aim of trying to be able to get that past your opponent and it would bounce off the sides and ricochet. And it was probably one of the original games uh, that came out uh, for mass consumption on the TV. Absolutely. Look, I can remember as as a young kid going to see my grandma and had some cousins over and they had this fandoogly game set up and it was Pong and I thought this is amazing. The future is now. That's the, what I remember. Absolutely, you know, and from there, you know, it, it's just grown, games have grown exponentially. Yeah, well, I mean, from that Pong, I can't even remember what sort of console it was in. Was it a cartridge to put it in? It was a cartridge and it looked like um, like a bit of half of a video machine and you put a big cartridge in the top and half the time it didn't work and you had to... Shake them and knock them. Because it had that weird um, hard sort of, what was it, probably about eight, ten centimetre long um, hard cartridge uh, cartridge in there. You put the cartridge in the top and that's how to get the information in uh, into the console. Absolutely. And then you just had two fairly basic uh, paddles that just went up and down. Were they... And, and how did you control them? Was that just a joystick with a the joystick, button? Or? Yeah, a joystick that went up and down and the button was to send it off and things like that. Okay, because that's pretty similar to the um, what seemed to be the next generation of cool was the Atari 2600. Did you have one of them? No. No, I didn't, but um, I had a couple of friends that had it. Yeah, we, um, I, I, we always had one in our house and I remember how it, this seemed to be the next step up because you had games like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man that were also arcade games as well. Um, one of my favourites was Pitfall because it was a game that you ran from the left or the right to screen and you were in the jungle and you had a little man who was fairly heavily pixelated so there was a lot of uh, suspension of your disbelief. Oh, and, and understanding that this was a little man, you were trying to make the jumps and swing on vines and miss the crocodiles and everything underneath. And then you had uh, Donkey Kong, um, and Donkey Kong is probably one of my all-time favourite games um, where you used to have to climb the stairs and he'd throw barrels down at you and you'd have to try and jump it and get to the top to rescue the princess. And every time you got to the top, you'd go to the next level and the next level was still jumping the barrels and some of the... Um, some of the ladders that you would climb were broken so you couldn't get up there and then some of the barrels would be on fire and they'd come down at yeah. two and three at a time. Uh, and it, it was great but it was all on the Atari 2600 which of course came with a couple of sets of joysticks 
well, a couple of, a pair of joysticks and it had the little controller on the top, the joystick that went in all sorts of directions mm. um, and with a, with a red button that was usually the fire, the gun or something like that. And then uh, on from there was Frogger. Which was yeah yeah frogger. yeah frogger see you know uh, you know trying to get that frog from one one side of the bank to the other and jumping on crocodiles and logs and, and never landing in the crocodile's mouth but you also had to get across the traffic first you had five Absolutely. lanes of traffic and then get to the bank to be able to do it the original roadkill so and that's right and that's what you ended up in we didn't seem to feel too bad about it the the worst you felt about getting getting roadkill was that you had to start again you only had three lives yeah and um, you know. On from there, we went on to a little bit more of um, fancier games. You know, it was uh, the likes of, um, you know, Galaga, um, Pac-Man, moving yeah. on into Sonic the Hedgehog. But while all that was happening, the the big arcade games were pinball machines mm. and they're making a big comeback. I know at least two... Two friends of mine that have uh, pinball machines in their um, man caves, man lands, you know, the, yep. their man spaces, and they're not uh, they're not cheap to buy anymore. Any of the retro, really good pinball machines aren't. Um, uh, you know, those ones that Any had pinball the, machines are good pinball machines. Yeah, but the ones that had the multi levels, um, you know, multi levels that you would play, and you had to get up onto the top level, and then you have a, little flippers up there that you could play. But interestingly enough, pinball machines. Um, aren't making a comeback into the arcades like, uh, you know, the, the ones that you can go to now and you can play the basketball games or the the beating things oh, games or the, the shooter the games, games, you know, those the, arcades. The, yeah. the pinball machine slowly and slowly over the years got pushed further and further back into the corners of them and you go in there now and you just don't see a pinball machine anymore. I have actually come across an arcade in Brisbane and it is like oh, a yeah. retro Really? Arcade and it is full of pinball machines. It is awesome because pinball machines are really a specialty uh, item now. They they you, you don't have the you know they used to have the little delivery trucks where people could bring them out and you'd, they, they'd get swapped over every couple of months. They get swapped over and you get a new one in or the you know the old one would go away. And but now they're pretty specialty. They're expensive to buy and more more importantly they're difficult to get repaired. It's not like you have Absolutely. the people to do it anymore. But that's interesting that there's a retro arcade that's still got it. I bet you're not the um, prices to play aren't retro. Yeah, it's not uh, 40 cents a, a game. I think no. it's like two bucks a pop or something yeah, these days. Yeah, needing a $2 coin or the or the uh, token which is useless anywhere else. Absol- absolutely. But but on from there and moving through. But just before we go forward there, I think we've sort of stepped over one of the, um, the other ones which wasn't a game console as such um, but around the time of the Atari 2600 came out the Commodore 64. Oh yes! Did you ever have one of these? No, no. I had a had a good friend that had uh, the Commodore sixty four, and you know it was uh, it was it was next gen. You know it was it was the OG of of games. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, remember that uh, I never had a Commodore sixty four because we had the Atari console, um, but the Commodore sixty four holds a holds a lot of um, a. a, a f- you know, a fairly um, fond place in people's memories. Absolutely. And, and if any of our viewers out there or viewer... Viewers. Viewers. Listeners. listeners. If you're looking at your phone and thinking about it. Yeah, well, you know, either or when you're looking at the... 
Anyway, if any of our listeners out there have had, uh, you know, do have some of these old gaming consoles or have some fond memories of, of um, their childhood with these, uh, drop us uh, an email at our once was cool podcast at gmail.com or drop us a line on our Facebook, which is once when I was cool podcast or Instagram at once when I was once was cool podcast. Okay, so getting back into it, mate. Uh, you were saying you were about to move on because after the Atari 2600, I seem to remember, apart from the Commodore 64, was the Sega Mega Drive. Yeah. Seemed to, seemed to be the, the next level. And Sonic the Hedgehog, of course, was the uh, was the flagship game of the time. And that's it. And that was our, our sort of entry into the gaming consoles. You know, had friends around us that had it, but all the other previous ones. But... Um, you know, then coming into the Sega with um, and Sonic the Hedgehog, and you know it was just awesome. You know, the the graphics were better. It was more oh, cartoon. They, they, yeah, they were cutting edges like a, a cartoon, cartoon that you could move and you could actually figure out who it was. Not like the Atari days where it was just a little pixelated figure that you took for granted. Yeah, this was a, a definite cartoon. Um, Hedgehog that had more than just jump and shoot. You could do roll and spin and backwards and forwards and do all sorts of uh, maneuvers. Yeah, and there was lots of other games. I think um, what was that fighting one? You know, where you'd fight each Mortal Kombat and things. Yeah, I think yeah. That was on. That got made into a movie or something. Didn't yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some things should just be left as games. Yeah. But mo- moving on from there, you went into the Nintendo's. Was the next sort of generation? It was a different console. It was a different console, and it was a different type of joystick. You started to get into the the X Y on one thumb, and the other one had the buttons, the one, two, three, four buttons, and then you had the colors, and of course you had your thumb controls and your finger controls on the top and starting to get Super more... Super Mario Brothers. Starting to get more towards what we now see. And, and I must admit, I've never been much of a gamer once I got away from the Sega Mega Drive. I sort of never tended to play too many games anymore, so I'm not part of the, the gaming culture anymore, especially as we've moved on to the online stuff. Um, so I can't really speak for a lot of it. No, and look, for, for my, my experience and what I remember is... Um, for me, you know, with the um, Nintendo, you got the gun with it that you, you had the duck hunt and you had to shoot the oh, ducks yeah. and, the, you know, the, the clay pigeons and all different bits and pieces or there was a cowboy one where you'd be shooting at, um, at those. And I remember one day coming home from school and there was my mum with the gun shooting at the TV. She was actually uh-huh, playing yeah, duck She was hunt. having a go. And then she was like... Uh, she sort of got my mum actually got a bit uh, hooked on to uh, Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers as well. She yeah. probably beat me now. Um, yeah, not so much anymore with the the arthritic hand and that that looked like claws rather than <laughs> than hands. Um, but f- from from there, you know, gaming consoles just took off, and you into all you, you had, you know, Xboxes, Wii's. Now it's they're still there. That everything is online. Everything is now. Uh, first shooter, you're playing teams, you get paid millions of dollars yeah. to play computer games. And there's people who will log into YouTube to watch people play computer games. I, I cannot understand that. I don't, I don't understand that. the draw of, of sitting and watching somebody else play a game. Remember back in the days of the pinball where you'd go tandem with somebody else or, God forbid, there'd be four of you playing and there's always someone that was red hot and always better than you so they'd be on it for ages and it'd take ages for your your turn to come up. I, I imagine it would be like this but you never get a turn to play. Well, yeah, there's actually TV channels now that are purely just game-driven. There's TV shows that are game-driven, do reviews of games. It is big. It's big money. My um, my kids, my boys, they play online games. 
But uh, going back to the watching people play, there's also um, state, uh, also YouTube channels you can watch now where people show you them gambling on online slot machines. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's... Why do people want to watch? I don't understand why you want to watch it. And I know people that will sit for hours and watch these people win hundreds of thousands of dollars on slot machines. There doesn't seem to be too much skill in it. I'm sure there probably must be, but I don't see it. Um, but yeah, it's one of these sorts of things. Why do you want to watch that sort of stuff? I, I don't. I don't get it. I sort of uh, ask the question to, you know, what are you watching there? Are you playing that game? No, I'm watching someone play it. I, okay, that's unusual, that's obscure mm. to me. You know, if, if you, and I suppose to them, that's them looking at certain teams. There's, I know my kids can tell me the names of teams that are like world champions. There's. Like I said, massive money. Well, I remember there was one team from somewhere in Eastern Europe that they travelled, they made so much money, they had a group of personal trainers and they were a team of five and they had this entourage of chefs, dietitians, personal trainers to keep them fit and healthy to sit and play games. For, for their thumbs. Yeah. So and, the, and the world, the world, so when they do these championships, are these online games, are they played on a computer or are they played on a console? No, played on a computer. So on a computer with obviously a pretty fast internet speed. Oh, yeah, have to be. Better than what we get in Australia. Correct. Mm. But, you know, you do have Australian teams that are in there, so there must be some But do they go offshore? Oh, look, I don't know. And, you know, people are probably cringing out there with our primitive um, comments on, on this type of uh, gaming platform But because it's big money, it's huge. Well... It's, as we say, mate, of all the misinformed, um, misunderstood comments that we make, it's That's only the latest. Only the latest because, as you know, our research is pretty poor, as in negligent. We don't do any research. This is just our experience. But for me, I have lots of fond memories of, uh, you know, the games and, and gaming back in the day. And it wasn't gaming. You just played computer games. Yeah. Or that, and that was it. And it you're was, wasting your life. Yeah. <laughs> Not now, obviously, because you're earning millions of dollars. But it goes to show you can sort of make money, mate, doing anything these days. Yeah, well, true. You can be a trainer for somebody who's a mind gamer <laughs> and travel the world. Don't and travel it? the world. Yes, move your thumb up, move your thumb down, move yes. your thumb to the side. I think it's more that they're aligned to their personal fitness. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No. No problems. So, do you game at all? No. No, not even the race car games, anything like that. Not for a long time. I don't have time for that. I, I probably have the time. I just don't have the inclination. Um, I, and I don't. Uh, it's one of those things that I get too frustrated with it. Um, I, you know, you can play any sort of game now. You can play football. You can play basketball. You can play any sort of sport that you want. You can have hard car driving, or you can go and randomly kill people. Well, I think that's been the crux of computer games all the, all the way along. But yeah, I just I, I don't get it. Maybe because you know I won't be any good at it. I don't get the the computer skills to go with it that when you're online and you're on your computer doing these. Yeah, and the frustration levels I can't cope with anymore. Yeah. And um, hearing the birds in the background. Yeah, there. birds. Mm, mm. Nice. But I wonder it's what the games ba- they're playing. It's the bats in your belfry, mate. But, uh, yeah, I think you look at the, the keyboards they have, the computers they have, you know, they're worth thousands and thousands of dollars for their hardware and they've got mouse controls and hand controls and special keyboards. And, and chairs. You've seen how yeah, much the seats they yeah, sit in. Yeah. Well, you've got to be comfortable while you're playing computer games. Oh, anyway, yeah. We used to just sit on the floor. Absolutely, in front of the telly with your, long, with your controller lead coming all the way out. 
Yeah, none of that these no, days, mate. No, it's, it's all wireless. Wireless. Mm. Giving you brain cancer. Well, yeah. So what do you think? Better these days, better without? Look, oh, obviously the graphics and the platforms are, are probably better. The technology is better. I think the nostalgia of the the basic stuff back in the day, I, to me that's where my memories are and, and well, you know. Interestingly I, enough, you can buy a replica um, – you can buy a replica, uh, not Sega Mega Drive, uh, an Atari 2600 that comes preloaded with like 50-odd games and you can get it for 30 bucks, and it plugs straight into your TV and does exactly the same as it did back then. They're sort of little nostalgic items. Um, but don't forget now awesome. you can also, how often are you not playing some form of game either on your tablet or your smartphone? Oh, yeah, I, I, I play games on there. I'm a bit addicted to it. You can ask my wife. Yeah, but you wouldn't call yourself a gamer, would you? No, I'm not a I'm not a gamer. To me, a gamer is one of these guys that sit on those and play in teams, and they look like they're playing in in wars and different bits and pieces. To me, it's the or or those fantasy ones were LOL and uh, League of Legends, I think that is, and WOW, World of Warcraft, and they're no, okay, huge. so like the um. Sort of like the computerised version of Dungeons and Dragons type things. Yeah, and look, I, I honestly can say that I've actually stood behind my kids while they've played it and watched it for like five minutes and I'm going, so which one are you? Yeah. And what are you doing? And yeah. what do you need to do here? And you've got the multi-screen. And it's just, I, I'm confused. So, But they just seem to be, oh, this is where I'm at or I'm this level or I'm but a grand wizard. But we've come a long way from Pong and the little black and white TVs. You know, some, yeah. of, some of the graphics these days are pretty realistic. Yeah, well, they are, but, um, you know, nothing wrong. I'd, I'd have a game of Pong today over the top of any of those other games. Mate, you Pong most days. I do. You were waiting for that one. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. On that note, remember you can find all our episodes at oncewascool.com. You can also get in contact us uh, with us through there as well. Thank you once again for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, uh, welcome. I hope we've... Uh, kept you entertained uh if you're returning thanks very much thanks for thanks for support uh for supporting us i should say (laughs) absolutely and you know as we always say our research is negligible which is we don't we don't do any at all this is just our experience and what and what we um have have lived through so that's what you get that's what you get all right simon back over to simon who's given us the wind up Uh, thank you simon simon who is a young gamer yeah, he's game, all right. Game yeah. to work with us. <laughs> and um, all right, we. Thanks, Dave. Thanks very much. We'll see you next time. All right, bye.